sports fans, and thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. The Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Siciliano's Market helps us pick out the best Michigan beers for each and every episode. Also, Caleb from Mac Web Design helped us get our website created. So check out all of our sponsors and let them know that we sent you. What is up? Episode 90. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about Michigan. Of course we're going to talk Michigan. Can't have an episode without talking Michigan. What? We're going to talk about what is up? <laughs> the Detroit Lions. Then we're going to talk about the Detroit Pistons. Then we're going to have some fun filling our banana boats of our favorite pies. We're going to make our bettinghero.com picks of the week. And of course Ooh. we're going to grade our Sicily Arnold's Market. Michigan beers. I am Sam Waltart. With me today, we have Kyle Fossey and Ryan Waltart. And Mike is actually on the line right now. Mike, can can you give uh, the audience a little bit of a shout out here? No. Hello. Did you, you turn? Did, did you turn him up? There he is. Yeah, he's on there. Oh, here we go. Hey. 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 Might be a little <laughs> quiet, but it'll work. It'll work. How's how's the bridge, buddy? Uh, the bridge is the bridge, and it's up here. Is working. Cold. Is the bridge working? That's what I'm worried about. The bridge is not working. Oh no. We're working on his um so I'm thinking I, that sounds to me a little bit like he's in uh northern Michigan. Alright, Mike, we tried, man. We tried. We tried. It's not working so well. We're gonna call you back for the picks, alright? Just, just see you buddy. <laughs> that was painful. That was not good. Did not work the way I hoped. Um that's well, on me, not Micah. Well, why did it we'll work? Cut that from the, it uh, works podcast. great. Early on, but no big deal. We'll move on. Um, Mike is, is working on the bridge still what on city, vacation. What city again? He's in uh, Houghton, Hancock. So it's like a, Houghton, a bridge that connects Houghton to Hancock. Oh, really? It, which it's is like, way up by like Copper Harbor. Area. Yeah, it's like north yeah. of Chile. Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? Like it's oh, not yeah. even north of where we're at. It's like I, way on the other I think it's like an eight hour drive, eight, eight and a half. I think that's what they said. Yeah, it might even be 10, honestly. Yeah, that's it's. it's Far up there. I cannot imagine sure. how cold it is. Um, sorry we didn't make that work, Mike. I hopefully jumped on the Facebook live, so, and you can throw in some comments if you want. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here. We'll, we'll see what what happens. But we, Kyle and I had an episode last week. We talked a little bit about uh, the hires that Harbaugh were, were making, his new contract, all that good stuff. I wanted to get Micah's thoughts and and Ryan's thoughts really on on the whole thing. Um, basically, to, to break it down. Harbaugh, he, he got a five-year extension – or, sorry, four-year extension that puts it through uh, 2025. Uh, and really the, the biggest difference here is his, his money dropped down. I think he was getting paid like $7.5, $8 million a year. He dropped it down to four, and then it kind of goes up about a million dollars every year. But it's really incentive-driven. He gets another $500,000 uh, if you win the Big Ten East. Outright, a million dollars if they win the conference title. Another five hundred if they reach the – college football playoffs, and then another million if they win the national title. Um, Ryan, I, I guess I want to know your your just your thoughts on, on Harbaugh staying and then kind of the way that this contract is built. Yeah, I mean, I think 
this is a dangerous game that Michigan was playing with Harbaugh and the coaching situation because you can look at it multiple ways. Michigan, they have recruited pretty well under Jim Harbaugh. So it's not like they're they're, you know, without any talent at all. The danger in changing coaches would be who are you replacing them with? Are the recruits going to stick around? And what kind of talent gap are you going to be creating over a three-year period? And then we saw that with Rich Rod. We lost so many of those big-time recruits. And then all of the new guys that came in fit only his mold, and it didn't work out, and the, the program was nothing for so long. Yeah, and, and how do you recover from that? So, so that's, yeah. I guess... You can argue with me all you want about, you know, they won two games. They looked terrible this year. I get how bad they really looked. But if you go back one year and you look forward one year, I really don't think they're going to be that much different. This is the year of COVID, and I think it just it got them more than it got other other teams. Yeah. So I think, number one, Harbaugh coming back, I think it adds more stability to the program compared to where I guess where they would be if they moved on from him. So. I, I'm okay with it. Do I think he earned it? No, I don't think he's earned it, but yeah. but the moves he's been making, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. I guess yep. you wanted to know more about the, the, the salary situation. I love the way this is broken down because, I mean, he was making $8 million a year. He's down to $4 million a year. Yep. If he wins a national title, they're basically saying, hey, guess what? We paid you all this to put our, our program on the map, and you haven't done it. You haven't, yeah. you haven't lived up to your end of the bargain. So now the best-case scenario is Michigan's national champions – and he's still not even quite making the eight million a year. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like that it's incentive driven because it it makes him earn the money, um, but at the same time is I, I don't like the way it all happened. I think that it was more damaging to the program than um, it is healthy for the program. Um, in, in what way? I, just curious. It it just it made everybody, I think, picture life without Jim Harbaugh. And it made Jim Harbaugh picture life without Michigan, kind of moving on from each other. It feels like it's a divorce in the making, and it's just the matter. Like they just they had a good good month or two of, of counseling, and are going to try to pull it off for another couple years. It feels like a band aid. Um, it doesn't feel like a good relationship right now. And it might just be the the two win season and, and the COVID and um, just the way this whole year was. That might be part of it, but it just it feels like it's inevitable for for this relationship to end if, if things go end. poorly if yeah. things go poorly then yes you're right this is structured and, and you see it with the the decreasing by one million following every year if michigan parts ways with him if harbaugh chooses to leave then then he costs him two million immediately and then five hundred thousand every year after that yeah so they they put those terms in for that reason you're absolutely right this is a contract that's really made to be broken if the if the production isn't there it's like yep. a prenup yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it, prepared to make it not work well and i think know, it's the best of both worlds because if you're gonna it, it's the terrible spot they were in but they had to do something like this mm. and if if he has jj mccarthy or he has this next crop of of young talent coming in and and he still can't do he still can't improve his defense with new coordinators he still can't improve his offense with more time with them getting younger overall bringing mike Harden. if they still can't find the magic Sorry, they need to part ways. So yep. this kind of a contract is fine with me because it allows them to get there quicker. Yeah, and and I like that he's coming back and we know something and we're not starting this. this it's going to be another weird year and everything with somebody else. Like, if you brought somebody in, it was going to be bottom of the heap, uh, just kind of a bridge guy. Um, and I would rather Harbaugh be that bridge guy if anybody's going to be. You know what I mean? If yeah. if, we are, if it is going to take another coach to get this program where, where they want to be, 
I would rather Harbaugh get us a little bit closer and maybe part ways a little bit cleaner um, than how messy it would have been this year. But you did also bring up Mike Hart. Uh, we'll start with just – I'll just name kind of the hires here. Uh, they got Mike McDonald. Uh, he was officially hired as a defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens um, getting uh, from them, bounced yeah. uh, from the playoffs. He was the linebackers coach. He coached some really good linebackers in, in a really good defense, I think, for the most part. Um I mean, it, it's so hard to tell when a guy's going from a, to be a position coach to a coordinator of how it's going to translate. But I think the young side of it and, and kind of changing that um, outlook of, of, of the defense and, and the program as a whole, you're bringing in younger guys, you're bringing in um, more enthusiastic guys that I think fit what kind of players you're trying to bring in as well. Um, do you like that hire overall? I, I really do. From all accounts that I've heard, I think – um, this is not John Harbaugh sending some scrap guy his way. This is yeah. this was a, a a growing name in the industry within NFL circles, within college circles, and he was he was really starting to become one of the next young stars that people were going to be looking for. Yeah, and, and it almost feels like a stepping stone for him. It, absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. Where he's he could get a head coaching job in college someday, or be a coordinator in the NFL and really he wasn't going to get it where he was. So let's, let's make him work, work his way up to getting that. And, and I really do think that, you know, f- starting from last year's defense, they were so historically bad in, in Michigan's defense last year compared to previous years. I don't think it's going to be as difficult of a job to get them back somewhere, even though they uh, b- believe me, I'm aware of all the gaps that they actually have. Yeah. But if you can coach these guys, get them, fired up like the youthful energy that you're talking about that I, that's so key in college these guys have to connect with the the young athletes and it, it just clearly wasn't working anymore with Don Brown so I think yeah. this guy coming in he's going to be eager to get to work he's this is a huge opportunity for him he's gonna he's gonna be the you know the first guy in last guy out type of attitude and I think the players will respond to that I think he's in a really good spot and if he succeeds you're right I think is this will launch him into something a bigger opportunity down the road yeah I think the biggest question will be what kind of recruiter he can be um, he's gonna have to do something really well with this team year one um, that gets recruits attention I think because Don Brown brought in really good players in his recruiting trail um, that will be missed and, and it's a big question mark uh, another question mark I guess Just, about this guy yeah but what but kind of recruiter he'll be Don Brown was not really a recruiter they they had always their their director of recruiters or I don't even know the the branches that they have within the college level but they were they had people bringing in defensive players that fits Don Brown's scheme he wasn't really responsible for recruiting yeah so I think you can sell you know that's not really what Don Brown was known for either so if he has any say in the recruiting I think that's a, more of a plus than Don Brown would have even yeah. given him. No, nope, I think that's fair. Another hire, uh, code defensive defensive coordinator. He was the uh, Maurice Linguist. Linguist. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He was the Cowboys DBs coach. He's going to come it in. It says Cowbots. I know. I, I got cow-bots, a little confused yeah. there. I was thinking, is that like the Oklahoma State way of saying it or something? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I thought I it was like a robot team of <laughs> cowboys or something. <laughs> just cows. Cool. Right? Yeah. Just yeah. Cow robots. <laughs> it's the worst kind of robot. <laughs> right. It's useless. <laughs> they just graze. Right. They don't even make milk. No. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I don't know anything about this guy. I'm not going to pretend to. But what I like is, is he's going to be a co-defensive coordinator. I think them working together and, do, and doing the full job together, like two guys that haven't been there, um, but are trying to 
find themselves in the league, I guess, um, is not a, never a bad thing. And, um, you, and you look at the cornerback. So he was he was in charge of the cornerback coach as the Cowboys uh, on the Cowboys team, right? And then yeah. Mike McDonald was in charge of the linebacker crew and yes. has experience in the defensive line as well. So you're kind of getting the full picture there with both of those guys. Yep. No, that makes sense. And I think the, the biggest one that I think Michigan fans are, are excited about is Mike Hart. Um, I don't know how he is as a, as a coach necessarily, um, but it's always nice to see a familiar face come back, especially a guy that's been working his way up to being a really good coach. I'm not saying he was the big big name in, in the Indiana's coaching staff or anything like that, but when you can bring a guy like that that was working his way up multiple years, I think he moved teams the last few years just working his way up to finally get into a power five. He's taken over the running back position um, on Michigan from a hardball, which is interesting. Um I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts other than it's nice to have somebody like that back in the program? No, I think it's great. We had such a deep – we all thought this was going to be one of the deepest running backs, running back rooms that we've had in a long time at U of M, and it just didn't turn out that way. None of them stood out. And I think having Mike Hart, not only a Michigan guy, but also that, again, the, the energy that people talk about, he's a winner, and he and he cares so much. And, and – all the coaches that he's worked with just praise him for how hard he works and his he keeps he holds people accountable. He's like so passionate about the game and he d- expects nothing less from from the players. So I think that's a just a great attitude to bring to this team. And look, if you if you looked at the team this year during their games, they were lifeless on the benches. Like yeah, they they, were. they did not have any kind of energy. The coaches looked like that. Jim Harbaugh looked like that. The reserves, they, they didn't get pumped about big hits. They didn't – like, the energy was not there all year. So, if anything, we just brought these three people in. That they, would be that. Yeah, if yeah. they can if they can change – be the first people to change the culture and then the leaders within the team can take it over from there, that's going to be big for the program to do something, you know, something positive. For sure. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for Episode 90, but before we do – we want to remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. Uh, they not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced, so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Obviously, they have the, the craft beer. They have specialty wine, sp- spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Uh, they also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan as well. Uh, we love that Sicilian's Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out with, with mine. We're talking about Sicilianos um, in this this beer that I'm, I'm drinking tonight from Trail Point is actually... A, a tribute to them, I guess. So it's the the Mob Father. It's a double IPA, 8.3% alcohol by volume, uh, and, and they have a story behind the beer. Um, it says the Mob Father pays homage to our home brewing roots with homage. the mis- You thought I was going to say homage, didn't you? You just basically just did say homage. homage, isn't it? Homage. No, you said it fine. I just like saying the you word. You just like <laughs> making me feel bad. No. Uh, the Muskegon and Ottawa Brewers, um, the Mob. So, oh, I get it. Yeah. And Sicilianos. Uh, you took the first letter of each word. Yeah, I get that. So Muskegon and Ottawa Brewers, uh, the mob, and the Sicilianos 
advocates of the craft beer industry and home brewing for decades. Uh, it is their Juicy New England IPA. It is brewed with Citra, Idaho, Seven, and Hydra. Um, it's huge orange and peach flavors with a balance of hop presence. So, I mean, I, I had you guys try this one. Look at the color in this beer. It is, I think, one of the best. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited beer. about this one. And and the first couple sips are, are absolutely insane. So, big fan, big fan. Uh, Ryan, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I can. I need to grab my beer first. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Um, man, I should have read this. This is Conflict of Interest from Griffin Claw uh, Brewing Company. Where is Griffin Claw? Do you guys know? I don't. I do not. I think it's in Lansing, maybe? Um, let's see. Birmingham, Michigan. Not even close. Still don't know. Yeah, about an hour away. <laughs> hour, hour and a half. Wait, Birmingham is it like on the east side, yeah. like closer. Oh, okay. Yeah, hour and a half, two hours. I would yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is a six point oh percent. This is a uh, New England ish style IPA. That's ish. that's their description. Gotcha. Uh, it sounds like a description I would actually make, but this is generally dry hopped with Nelson hops. So uh, cool looking label on the can too. Kyle. Okay. Kiwizilla. 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 This is a collab. Collab beer. I love those. Uh, between Broadleaf and Black Calder. Now, Broadleaf, it looks like... Oh, these are both in, on the west side. Um, New Grand Rapids. This is a sour ale brewed with kiwi and vanilla. 5.0. And I just noticed something about this can that I don't know if I've ever noticed before. I believe this can has Braille on it. Yeah. Did what? you notice that? I, I did, actually. Yeah. And I I remember Micah had one that had Braille on oh, it. Oh, he did? Was, okay. Yeah. It wasn't either of those breweries, so I'm, I'm curious if that's just like a new thing. No. Going on. That'd be a great thing. Yeah, sure. Nice. So what what we're all going to do, we're all going to drink Dragon's Milk White um, from New Holland Brewing. Uh, it is their bourbon barreled aged white stout. Everybody bourbon knows the, the Dragon's Milk. Um, but Dragon's Milk White has actually won some awards as well. So this is actually a pretty solid beer. Okay. I'm excited that we dig into this one tonight. So uh, we will have some fun. We are going to have some fun talking about the Lions. Did you want me to do that right there? I did, and I, I almost... I, I just figured you could figure it out. I I, I, I thought the pause was a little longer, let's, but let's, you got there. You let's, got there. Let's go back real quick. We got off to a bit of a shock, uh, like shaky start. Shocky, 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 <laughs> shaky. Both maybe. Still shaky. Uh, according when to that you language. said, hit that button in ten seconds, and in that time, I lost interest and got distracted. <laughs> you, at the literally, start. you literally told me to point at you to hit the music, and I'm like pointing at you, and I'm not and even, paying, not attention. even <laughs> paying attention. I'm like. Come on, buddy. Okay, Let's come go. on, come Wake on, focus, up. focus. I couldn't <laughs> talk because their mics are hot, but oh, the good old oh, man. doing it live, we're baby. Doing it live. Uh, but anyways, we're gonna talk some some Detroit Lions. I think this will be the last time until we start doing mock drafts every week, right? Oh yeah, How, what do we got? Can we can we get there? Because that man, I've got a lot a mock of mock drafts. Draft? Yeah, all right, I love it. People can mock it all they want. This is like all I want to do on this. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, and w- and we have a new thing. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna jump over on this on on. We need to do OBS. We need to do mock drafts. Do here. We need to do mock drafts for every single sport because that's what we look forward to. It is. So for the people that are watching on on the Facebook or on our YouTube, uh, you can see that we have. You can share our our uh, 
our screen now. So what we're going to start trying to do, that, see how This I is that? huge for us. I'm yeah. pumped about this. So you can like do this and, and all that. I'm excited to do it. We're, I, we're playing around with it, um, but I don't know. We'll see. It, it's just going to be a way that we can show you know, clips and highlights and all that good stuff. So yeah. we're, we're learning. We'll get there. Um, it's fancy. It, it's and by we, Sam, Sam. Sam is learning. <laughs> good job, Sam. Yeah, good job. I'm Way trying to, go. to learn. This is not. This is <laughs> definitely not my good. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. So well, getting there. It's stretching. It's stretching. Yeah, definitely getting there. This is good. Thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Again, I'll go Let's back to the one episode. I'll go back to the Calm one down. episode where you were not here when we tried, and it was like three hours of me just like moving a cord and being like, "This has got to work." Well, I has yeah. to. Yeah, that was, that was that was a fun episode. But anyways, the Detroit Lions they hired officially Brad Holmes. They they had his uh, press conference today. He is the new general manager. Um, I think we talked about it actually a couple weeks ago when it was starting to uh, make its way through. Um, but he's starting to make hires himself, which is I, I think really the the key here. Um, not officially, so these are all just reports. I just I should probably make that pretty clear. Um, but it sounds like Dan Campbell, Campbell Campbell. I'm not sure. Campbell, um, yeah. He, Campbell. He'll be the head coach. Uh, and, and who he is, he's Sean Payton's right-hand man, um, but he's only the quote-unquote tight ends coach. What I want to focus on is, is we're not hiring just a tight ends coach. I think that that could get lost in transition, or translation, not transition. Easy for um, you to say. For, for, for the normal fans that are like, wait, we're hiring a tight ends coach? Why aren't we hiring a coordinator, blah, blah, blah? He is – Sean Payton's right hand man, and I love what Sean Payton brings to a coaching staff. So Ryan, I mean, I'm curious what your your kind of thoughts are on on this hire. And Kyle, if you have like, I mean, what do you, do you guys like it? Like, it's so hard to tell. I get it. I'm not telling it you is, to yeah. write it in stone how, what he's going to do or anything like that. But he, without the flash that like a B enemy would bring or Sala would bring, all of that stuff. I mean, how do we feel about this hire? Uh, my initial thoughts were, I have no clue. I got to look this guy up. So yeah. I, I did start looking into him and really just even listening to press conferences that he's done in the past yeah. uh, from the Dolphins to the Saints to, you know, like the most obvious thing that I can say about him is his that he has an extreme passion for people. And that is the most obvious thing that comes through. Like he just he talks about how you cannot coach people and force them into your scheme you have to each person is coached individually and if if somebody responds to you know toughness and like hard work then you you make them work hard you challenge them if somebody responds to uh i don't know encouragement then you you encourage them in their uh in their challenge yeah so so he does have expectations he talks about the expectations that he lays out for his teams that you better come to work you better come with passion you better do all these things but he also is targeted individually in how he gets his players to that point. And I just think in, in my own personal experience with sports, that's one of the hardest things is to find a coach that responds individually to each athlete. Mm-hmm. And if you get one that can do that, it's special. Yeah. And I never really, I, I can say with certain that I never really coached or had a coach that could do that. I had coaches that were that I responded to really well, and some I did not respond to very well. Yeah, I was always going to work hard, but but there were people around me that would shut down. And to me, that is the biggest thing that happened with Alliance, especially in defense this year. They shut down. They they did not come with the passion when they needed to. They were hurt all all year as well. Uh, but only specific people within those Lions defense 
this last year and offense really came to play. Mm-hmm. And, and they were the the pros, you know, the Romeo Aquaras, uh, Stafford, you know, yeah. you go on the list yep. with the, with the obvious picks. Uh, but but the whole team was not inspired, and that was the 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 easiest thing to spot with the the last coaching staff. The other thing I'll mention is Brad Holmes being the GM. He has the same traits, the same character traits. So he loves. He's a people person. Yeah. He evaluates people. He says the thing that is an absolute deal breaker when he's drafting players is passion. If you do not have the passion for the sport to work hard, you will not be on his team. And I love I th- that. Yeah, and I think if you know if you have the combination of Holmes and Campbell that has the same sort of attitude and, and the same focus on character and players and their attitudes and, and come together as a team, then then that is the start of some sort of culture that you can bring to the table. Yep. And then you have teams that overperform rather than underperform year after year. Yeah, and, and I, I going back to the old regime of, of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, it, it seemed like – they worked their way there with their minds, not their people skills, not their leadership skills. It was their scheming and and just I don't know. They they didn't seem to have those qualities, and I feel like it's a uh, yeah. good one eighty to to have somebody like that. Will it translate? I'm not going to tell anybody it's going to because it is still the Lions. But at the same time, it's like it, it's way different than what we were dealing. With. We're not we don't have a rocket scientist anymore. We don't have yeah, um, so thankful, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. so. I mean, Kyle, I I don't know if you, you probably don't know a whole lot about these guys. Neither do I. I don't. And um, for that reason, like, what to you, me, I guess like for your keys, like for uh, what would you want as a head coach for the Lions? I guess, and uh, what I Ryan explained I is think that I was completely set up, no matter what, that I was going to be underwhelmed. Yeah, because this is all very underwhelming to me. Um, yeah. In in I haven't done the research probably like Ryan did like once like it kind of thought okay what's who's this name who is this guy and then go look and I haven't really done that but yeah. it's kind of like I don't know I don't even know who if you said to me well who did you want him to get I have no idea yeah. but I wanted some huge name you, yeah right I mean, you know what I mean like I just yeah, you wanted want the next superstar the, yeah <laughs> or maybe even like yeah just somebody like I've heard of would have been you know and I'm probably a more casual fan than you guys are. Of the yeah. Lions. No, um, I, I, I'm right there with you. It, it would have been nice. Yeah. Um, but I, but then we can put that behind us, right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess what were you going to oh, say? Oh, for sure. That? No, yeah. I think you got a lot of new blood here. And um, even what Ryan just said is is very interesting to me. And I think I think you're going to talk about this a little late, a little bit down. But the organizational yeah. stuff, like yeah. how they're mixing that up, I really like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about just the vision of these guys. And, and it's a big change in vision. It is. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and what it what it seems like is and, and Ryan kind of going back to the, the guy that can approach each player differently. Um I feel like that's so important and and it's kind of like being a dad, right? Like you have to treat your kids differently as much as the, you can. Like today, for example, and I'm I'm playing catch with the kids like with just with a ball. And Eason, so my middle son Eason, he's what four. He's starting to learn his body a little bit more. He's starting to show a little bit more of athleticism, and he's starting to catch the ball in the air and like all of those things. And I'm like trying to over be like over enthusiastic about it, like hey, nice job, boy. I'm so proud of you, like all that stuff. And I'm playing like taking turns with all three of the kids. And my oldest, my daughter Peyton, who's six or seven, six, <laughs> six, yeah, I think so. All of a sudden, starts sitting in the corner and getting all sad, and it's like, "What is going on?" So I'm just keep playing, and she's still doing. But then, like, she comes up to me and she's like, 
you're not being as excited as, as you are. <laughs> so it was like one of those yeah, moments where like, I thought I could treat Easton different than Peyton, but I probably should have been treating them the same. Yeah, but and it's that like, was Darius but, Slay in the corner. Yeah, cry, yeah. yeah you're not crying. treating me special. Yeah. I am yeah. special. Treat me special. Exactly. It was just like it, that. It, That's a really that good analogy. I, it was eye-opening for me today. And then like when you said it, I was like, I got to bring that up because it was like exactly what I went through today. It wasn't like, it, it was as I didn't mean anything by it. It was just I was trying to, boost or pump Easton's tires and at the same time I was deflating Peyton's tires and that's not fair yeah, you know what no, I mean so it's kind of not the way I want but anyway that's exactly like if you can get a good leader of men in a football locker room like that is who I want that is I want a, a coach that the team will rally around not yeah, the guy sure. that's like saying rally around me you yeah. know what I mean just yeah do authentically this rally right. around the coach and you yeah, know what I mean not not obey me and and look at the results, but more like, hey, we, we could do this together. Yep. We're in this together. And if the players believe that the coach has their back, that they're in it for them and they invest the coach's time in the players and they care about them, that, that goes a long ways. Yep, I, I agree. So another hire or reported hire is the defensive coordinator. And I think that that'll be one of the bigger hires here. Obviously, the OC is still up for debate, but I want to talk about the defensive coordinator that, that it sounds like the Lions will hire within the next couple of days. Um, Aaron Glenn. Uh, he is the, he was the, oh man, I, I thought I wrote this down. Where, what was he with the Saints? I think he was like a, was he a DB Defensive coach? backs coach. Defensive backs coach um, for, for the Saints. So you got two guys that you're plucking from that, that system. It wasn't the best defensive system, I would say. Um, Pretty good one though. But it, it was solid at times. And what, what I think he brings is, is what he was as a player. Uh, he played for a long time with the Jets. Um, he played for Houston Texans, Dallas, Jacksonville, and, and the Saints in, when he retired in 2008. But then as a coach, I mean, in 2014, 2015, he was with the Cleveland Browns. But then, I mean, 2016 to now, he's been the defensive uh, backs coach for the Saints. So he, he's he's been around the league. But I love the experience that he brings as a player. I think that is what's really important here. He might learn how to coach. He might not. Another young guy. But another young guy, kind of going back to the Michigan thing, it's like somebody that the players might relate to a little bit more. Um, I think it's a big wait and see what kind of coordinator can he be. Um, but you have an offensive-minded coach that's bringing in someone that he c- can trust, right? Yeah. That's really the key. Somebody that he knows, someone that he can trust. It's not a splash like I think we all would want. But that ship sailed a long time ago when you bring in a coach that's not going to splash. He's not going to bring in co- coordinators that are going to splash. True. You know what I mean? So – I, I don't know. Uh, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on, on this hire? Is it just too fresh? To, I mean, yeah. this was announced early, earlier yesterday. Yeah, no, I just – Late last night. I like the familiarity. I like that yeah. he's coming out of the Saints organization. If he went to the Saints, keep you know going back to that well. Uh, if the Patriots system doesn't work, let's, let's try another Go to the Saints, <laughs> yeah. No, and I like, I like how young he is, like what you already said. Um, I think players can respond to that. So it, it, with the recency that he's been in – uh, it's just a good spot. You, what I like most is just that Campbell knows what he's getting into, and he he will know how to respond to his coaches, and he trusts them, just like what you said. Yep. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, Mike Disner. Uh, so he's been a part of the organization for a bit. Uh, he's gonna be vice president of football administration. Uh, he's gonna get a bigger role. I mean, that's sorry, that's what he was. Um, but he's gonna get a bigger name. It sounds like he's gonna be kind of just vice president of football in general. Um, he's what it, what I believe. So going back to Holmes, this as, is a big as, deal as the defensive or sorry, the general manager. Sorry, Holmes is the general manager. Yeah, right? yeah. Hey, sorry, I, I gotta get Brad these Holmes. names down. Never heard um, of any of these guys. He was he was more <laughs> of a he was more of a scout. So he had that scouting background 
and he's making a pretty big jump from from a college scout to director being a yeah. general manager um he doesn't know the ins and outs of general he doesn't know the business side look he might but he's going to need some help is where I where I should probably yeah, start. Yeah. I'm not going to say he doesn't know. But you know what? I don't even think it's about like I don't think it's about him needing the help either. I think it's more of what do they do well? What are their strengths? Let's let them do their strengths and be their primary focus. So if Brad Holmes is a really good talent evaluator and builder of a team, yeah. then he can work with whoever he needs to work out the salary cap and say, you know what, it's worth it to me because this guy, we need him on the team. Yeah. And then they'll work out the, the details of whatever contract. Yeah. And that's what I think Mike Disner is going to be. He's going to be the negotiator. He's going to be the salary cap advisor, if you will. He's going to be in control of all of that stuff while you got um, Campbell and, and, and Holmes kind of building the team the way that they want, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, give me they'll they'll name the players, they'll tell you who you want, and then it's it's Disner's job to, to make it work. Um, I think it's very important to have somebody like that. Um, like, I for me, I'm not sure I could do the 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 ins and outs of, of the numbers, all of that kind of stuff. Like, I think I could lead the way a head coach could, but not necessarily like the background, the the financial sure. side. I, I mean, that's just. My opinion, I, but I some people love it. it, you know. Yeah, some exactly. people don't want to be up front either. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It, I think the the focus of the organization to do this, I, I like it. I'm not going to tell you this guy's the best financial guy in football, anything like that. Nobody really cares about that. But I like that you're putting people in place to help where you know people might be flawed and allow the people to focus on what they are good at Play and the really excel at it. So um, I, I like that move. Just they were going to do it either way, so I guess it's just kind of a I, – I like the focus on it, basically, Yeah, is, is where I'm at. And, and and I guess just as a whole where the lines are, I'm just in a big wait and see. Ryan, I don't know what – like, where are you at with this? I feel like there's that's the only place you can be, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and we were on a – you know, one of our listeners was making a comment on it, you know, texting earlier, and they're just saying like, you know, hey, you're going back, like that's big risk, big reward. It's like, I don't know, what what's the risk? Like <laughs> the Lions no are the yeah. one of the worst franchises in football. They have been for a really long time. Yeah. If this doesn't work out, okay, like then same old lines, I guess. But yeah. if it does work out, at least you're going with. At least you go with somebody that could have a, a higher upside than like a, a Lewis as as a head coach. Lewis Riddick. Or sorry, oh no, yeah, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis as yes. head coach, you know. Yep. I don't want an average or decent head coach. I want yep. somebody who could excel, who could yeah. exceed expectations, who could be the next star, superstar. Someone that's learning on the job, not somebody that's learned everything he needs to know. Yeah, and, and then and we can't already adapt. know his ceiling. Yes. Yeah, and, and and that's one thing that's interesting. It and I I I like the focus of, of what they're doing here. And honestly, they came out a couple weeks ago and they were talking about how they want experience. Like that was something that was very key. Um, in this hiring process, and then they went the opposite way, and they mm. refocused on it wasn't about the experience. I feel like as soon as they said experience, my mind went to, all right, you just cut half, probably three quarters of, of the potential candidates out because only a quarter of the people have experience. And by experience, that means, yeah, they did a good job, and then they got fired because it wasn't good enough. Now, I'm not saying, like Mar Marvin Lewis, for example, he failed. At some point, like he was good, but he failed. These guys haven't failed yet. Let these guys fail. Let them do it your their way, and let them be successful, or let them fail on their own. And I feel like that's the next step for the for the football organization, like Martha Ford and um. Oh my gosh, what's the the VP's name? Mike Disner. 
No, no, the, it doesn't yeah, matter. No, he is. I promise. Him. Incorrect. Yeah. It uh, is Mike Disney, yeah, vice president. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I meant the president of football. Uh, oh my God, Rod Wood. Um, so push them out now that you put these people in place to run your football team. Back up, hands off. Let them succeed Let on their own. Thing. Let them fail on their own. And yeah, like your Patricia. hand, your hands will be bloody if they fail, and that's your hire and your fault. But at the same time, you got to trust people to do their job. Now back off. Let them handle it the way they want. Let them handle Stafford the way they want. Let them handle the team the way that they want. Just back the F off is basically where I'm at with the owner and, and Rod Wood. So last last thing that I have on this is uh, I, I don't know. The reports that I heard, was I heard something about the um, the reason that – the biggest reason that one of these guys was hired was because they had like a master plan, like a big plan. Do, you, do yeah. you know if that was referring to the coach or Brad Holmes as that GM? That was more Holmes, I believe. All right, so that makes me feel pretty good. So he went into this interview. They were looking for experience, like what you're saying. He went in with a pitch with how he was going to do something, yeah. like a master plan to get him back. And that's, and that's I think, the words that they even use, like a master plan or a, or yeah. a, a big, a big um, retooling or whatever their phrases they wanted to use. They said retool. Yep, that was the key word that yeah. people are focused on. And, and – you know, to me that that sounds pretty awesome. That means that he came in, and it wasn't also just about getting the a job, a certain title, but it, he saw something in this organization. He had to use names to get there. Yeah, and and so that makes me a little excited as well that they he was able to convince ownership that his plan was superior to other plans. Yeah, and and it's not only ownership, but it was Spielman. And I think if yes. if we can trust Spielman to, and and that that's a big question mark too. It is does Spielman is he like his brother like very football mind or was he just a really good player? That's what we needed to learn. Um, but this I think this screams. I trust him. Yeah, yeah. This screams like they honestly I feel like they had a focus and they were like we have to get a guy with experience to make this a good hire. And I feel like Spielman kind of probably jumped in and be like, no, this was the guy. This is the guy. Brad Holmes will bring you to what you want. Whether whatever it gets to, it doesn't matter. But like, if we want to refocus what the organization is. This is the guy to do it. We're not going to be the same old lion and Lions anymore. We're going to be the new Lions. Will the new Lions fail? Will the, will the new Lions succeed? That is the question. But it's not the same old Lions anymore because they refocused on the way that they're going to run this organization, I feel like. But... Well, last what week was we, that for? We, <laughs> <laughs> he, he just seemed like he was done ranting. Oh, okay, so yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. I understand. Last week we uh, were gonna talk Pistons because Ryan requested it, and then he was a no call, no show. So oh. no, I'm just kidding. He did. He did. I'm still here. Know. I didn't even get he fired. He did let me know. Yeah. Why That's didn't I get fired? It's weird. <laughs> you got to do three in a row. Oh, okay, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's gonna take a lot more than that. It's gonna take a lot more. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, let's talk about the Pistons. Let's catch up on what they've done, kind of what we did with with uh, Michigan two weeks ago, Michigan State or Michigan Michigan State last few weeks. I don't remember what weeks it was. But anyways, the Pistons are sitting at three and ten currently. Uh, they're they're not doing well, um, but there have been some bright spots, and I they're uh, doing perfectly. Uh, all right, yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> what we want. So I'm I'm just gonna Ryan honestly take over if you want to. I'm gonna just kind of start with the team leaders and then take it what you want. Uh, Jeremy Grant, he's he's leading the team with 24.9 uh, points per game. Are you uh, impressed with that? Yeah, let's go. Let's Very, go start with yeah. that. Yeah. All right, what <laughs> yeah. do we think about this guy? 
All right, so here here's one of the biggest contracts that people knocked the Pistons for in the offseason was signing Jeremy Grant at around $20 million a year. I think it was like 18 to $20 million per year for three, three years. Three years, right? Yeah. Uh, they were saying this is a six-man type of guy. He's a 3 and D guy. Why would you pay that kind of money for a 3 and D guy that, that is not a proven scorer? What is a 3 and D guy? 3 and D is a guy that just sits in the corner. And then so when somebody slashes into the lane, they kick it out to the corner. He shoots the three. He can hit threes. He'll end up with 12 to 15 points a game because of that. Okay. Uh, oppor- the opportunities are just shooting threes. Yeah. And then he plays solid defense on the other side, 3 and D. It, it's basically like the new generation of forward that people are looking for. All right. Uh, he didn't like himself being boxed into that kind of a role. And so he took a chance on Detroit. And this is something that I respect out of him already. Uh, he took a chance on Detroit going to a bad team and saying, no, I, I want to prove myself, my worth in this league, and show that we, I'm more than just a 3 and D guy and I can, I can actually score. So what's been the most impressive thing, yes, he's scoring 24.9 points per game. He's also shooting 48% from the field. This, Ooh, is, based off of, this is based off of memory. 48% from the field. Forty percent from three point and eighty five to eighty six percent from the free throw line. No kidding. So he's efficient. His true efficiency scoring is like yeah, so close to sixty percent. Which, if you're not familiar with those stats, it doesn't mean anything. But just saying, this guy is is a legitimate scorer in this league. He doesn't have to shoot a hundred times a game to get to this. Number exactly. Either. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a Trey Young at this point where he's you know thirty nine percent from the field or and he's scoring thirty. So much about like Harden was yeah. doing that last year. Yeah, like, I exactly. don't know how he's doing this year, but like same thing. He doesn't have to do that. It, yeah, I think the best thing about a guy like Jeremy Grant that we've seen is that he has stepped into the lead role, but he still plays within the offense. He does mm-hmm. not. The ball does not stick in his hands. It, the worst part of this team is Blake, Blake Griffin right now. So when when Blake Griffin gets the ball, the ball stops. He he. He does a fake pass or whatever. He like backs in, starting from beyond the three point arc. It, it drives me crazy. And then it just—it's like a silo. He makes one pass and he expects everybody to play yeah. around him. Uh, he wants to be the old Blake Griffin, and he's—he he can't. <laughs> he can't do right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. And, and uh, Jeremy Grant is the guy who has endless amount of energy right now. He plays defense all. If if they're down thirty points, he's still playing defense, blocking shots. He's still slashing in the lane taking fouls, uh, getting fouled, hitting th- three-point shots on the outside. He is he is scoring from everywhere on the court. And I think, personally, I think this is a guy that the the Pistons need to lock on and say he fits our identity. He fits the mold sure. that we're trying to move Hard forward working, with. Hardworking, uh, passionate. Six-foot-nine yeah. forward long that can guard yeah. LeBron James and, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and all these freak athletes. He is built in the same type of – of mold as those other guys. Yeah, sure. If you if you need to guard Kevin Durant in the playoffs, he's your best bet. He's he's one of the best guys for the job, and he proved that last year with the Nuggets when he was guarding literally all the guys I just mentioned: Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron James, and he was doing a great job on all of them. So I think he specifically has been the breakout of this team. But it, it doesn't end there. I'm going to go through a few of the names. Yeah, this is, yeah, please I, do. I, I want to read through. I, I think Josh Jackson. Has been a really big bright spot. He's he's fallen off a little bit as of late. This is a a former fourth overall pick from the Phoenix Phoenix Suns. Played at Kansas. One of the Kansas, one of okay, the yep. was one of the top athletes prospects coming out of high school college. He he was in the G League last year. 
He comes to Detroit. He wanted a new shot. He's actually from Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's back in his hometown. It's a, it's a feel-good story. He is long. He's athletic. He can play the two. He can play the three. I think he, again, he fits the mold. I think he's found a home in Detroit, and I think we need to hold on to these guys at this point with the young guys core that we have coming up, build around the, the, the more established people that are still here and still young. He's like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. I mean, build around that. Uh, and then Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey is a, is a rookie. Uh, Isaiah Stewart as a rookie. These guys are tough. They have NBA body uh, NBA bodies already. They they play great defense. Sadiq Bey is a great shooter. Isaiah Stewart was face to face with Giannis earlier and didn't back down to him. And Giannis is talking trash, trying to push him around, and he didn't flinch at all. He just like That's put his face. Cool. Yeah, and he so I mean, he is tough. Like he was he was he a draft pick this year? Yeah. So so Isaiah Stewart was the 16th overall draft pick. He, that was he was he was the, he was the one that people thought we reached for. Exactly. They said that we went and got him too early for that 16th overall pick. Okay. And one of the things that um, – I'm forgetting his name, GM for – Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver. Troy yeah. Weaver for the Pistons. One of the things that he said is we had this guy circled on the draft board because of his physicality, his toughness, and his attitude that he would bring to the table. And it's obvious. If you've watched him, he should be starting center right now because – he might foul out because he's he, he's physical, <laughs> but he's strong. Like he he goes and rebounds the ball. He's a better. He's one of the best offensive rebounders per thirty six minutes per game in in the NBA. I think he's number one actually. Uh, I'm very very high on him. I think he's gonna be really really good. And one side note on on Isaiah Stewart, he was actually the number two rated prospect coming out of high school. Wow. So and then he goes to Washington and all he did there was produce. So he, he was the one that that said, "I've been beating these guys my whole life." Exactly, and they all just got picked before me. Yes. All right, I like that. Yes. And, and you said he's doing really good with rebounds. So he's only averaging uh, sixteen point five minutes per game, but yeah. that's five point four rebounds per game. Yeah. That that's pretty good in that that amount of minutes. So yes, I, it is. Yeah. I, and I I would be lying if I said that I've sat and watched these games, but I mean that that tells you a, a lot, and it tells you he's doing something wrong that they're that why he's not the starting center um but he'll learn right i mean that that's that's exciting and, and again the worst part of this team is blake griffin yeah. when he's on defense guys go right past him do they really yeah he he just reach he cannot move anymore his knees his ankles his hips whatever it is he cannot move like he used to he doesn't try very hard and then you see all these young guys around him that are diving on the floor for loose balls this is the reason why the Pistons haven't been blown out in a game yet this year. Yeah, but they're not going to win very very many games. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and so I think it's it's in a good scenario because again we're going to get a good draft pick eventually when we get to the draft. Uh, all they need to do is be in the the bottom five and they're going to get a great prospect. Right. This is a really really deep draft. So if we can get a stud, pair him with a guy like Jeremy Grant, Josh Jackson, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay. If Killian Hayes comes back, I think he'll be more mature than he was this year. Pistons are building a core that I personally am very excited about, and it's a different core than we've seen with the Reggie Jacksons of old, with the Blake Griffins, with the Andre Drummonds, where th- these guys are competitors. They go out like there that. and they do not yeah. like to lose, you can tell. They're not taking for granted being in the NBA. And, and, if, they're sure. down 30, <laughs> and if they're down 30 points, what we've seen is they come back and they, they make it an a eight-point game. Nice. So Blake Griffin, uh, he's missed two games, 32.4 minutes per game. Uh, just under 13 points per game, almost six rebounds per game, and, and 4.3 uh, assists per game. 
I don't like him being on this team, and it sounds like if he's here long term, it could almost hurt the development of these young guys. Um, I don't want to say attitude because I think Blake Griffin is a decent pro um, when it comes to his the, the way he he conducts himself. Um, but at the same time, I, you don't want these guys to learn bad habits from from a guy that no. towards the end of his career or or somebody that just doesn't have the ability. He doesn't have the body to be able to do it. Does he bring any value, or is he basically, if you can get someone to take him for basically anything, you do it? I, I, I mean, I, I went into the season hoping that he had a good start and, and we get something for him at the March something deadline, um, but th- that's not going to happen, is it? I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be more of an Andre Drummond type of trade where they get maybe a couple second rounders okay. back for him. Maybe it's just a salary dump type of thing where we get some veterans that nobody actually wants with expiring contracts. I have a feeling it's going to be something like that. I I could not get him out of here fast enough. Yeah. When he is not on the floor or when he does not play, if you watch that Pistons team, they play so much better without him on the floor. The ball moves. It does not stick. They play defense. They don't get blow-bys. Like yeah. it, it, there's a, there is a clear difference between the two, and people can think – all they want that this is Blake Griffin. This is not the Blake Griffin that that we're familiar with. Yeah, it, honestly, it, that, that's what's weird to me is is the fact that he's never been that. He's always been a guy that's just busted his butt no matter what. Yeah, but he's and always he can do it anymore. He just doesn't I, have the body. Yeah, he's always he's always slowed the game down though. He's always been a really slow offensive player. Yeah. If, if it wasn't if he wasn't lobbying early on in his career, he would get the ball. He would he would do. 10 different fakes he would hold on to it for a while make one pass and then make that guy make a play and that just isn't is not in the mold of how this team is being run right now and it's holding back guys like Sekou Dumboya yeah so let's, let's talk a little bit about him you think he's being held back because of Blake or is there something that he's doing that he's not getting that time so sorry before you answer he was a healthy scratch in one game and he's only averaging 11.8 minutes per game and 4.2 points per game so I, fo- I follow a lot of Pistons fans on YouTube and, yeah. and, and look at the stats and everything, and, and everybody is perplexed by this. Nobody I'm knows very why. Perplexed. Nobody knows. Like, there's people being like, did Seku, like, sleep with his the coach's, <laughs> the coach's wife? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, why is he not playing? Let's explain. Maybe. <laughs> when he's on the floor, when he's on the floor, he actually performs, and he, he matches up. Like, if he's playing up against uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he was the, the one to guard him. Him and Jeremy Grant were, were like trading on and off, and and he was doing the best job. Like he is a freak of an athlete. He's twenty years old. Why are we not giving this guy minutes? And and all I'm looking at is Blake Griffin on the court, looking at he is playing the power forward at the the same position as Demboya, and it's driving me crazy. He's sucking up all those <laughs> minutes. He is. And I'm just like his development. This is not how you develop a guy like this. You can tell that his personality is somebody that needs to get encouraged and needs to have the ball in his hands and feel more and more comfortable over time. And this is the opposite of what is happening. It's making me worried because I think he's a stud of a prospect. I think you see him Still on the young. court. Still young. When he plays with aggression, I think he, he could end up being one of the best players on this team. And Blake's just getting in his way. He's is, getting is in his how way. how you think? Yeah. Because I, I know Dwayne Casey, he's, he's, he, he, he's been hard on him. He has, yeah, and, and I think he's and, trying to get the best out of him. Okay, but then he's not rewarding him to get the best out of him because he can't. Right, and and that's really the key. And and um, th- I think th- I think that's enough more uh, enough about the players. And I I I looked at that as as a, a development issue for for Seku, but I, I also I is. also haven't followed yeah. it nearly as close. So that's why I, I I'm glad that you kind of corrected me on that. Not that I even said it until 
well after the fact. But anyways, uh, <laughs> everybody loves to correct you. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I got to do that. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's good to hear that he's not. He, he's just getting the short end of the stick because there's money in the way. There, there's a guy, and and honestly, he's still young enough that he doesn't need this year as well, right? No, yeah, he's 20 years old. Yeah, so, he's 20 years old, and he's the difference from last year to this year is huge. He's bulked up. He's strong. Next year, he's going to come in. He's probably going to be shredded. Like that's just the type of body that he has. So the, again, the upside is is out of this world for that guy. Yeah. Um, so I was going to move on from individual players and talk more about the team, but I did want to bring up Killian Hayes. So the first what, what was it seventh overall? Was it the seventh, seventh overall? Seventh overall yep. pick, uh, Killian Hayes. Uh, he's out for the year. I think it was a was it a broken hip or like some kind of tendon in his hip? Yeah, he actually tore the labrum in labrum. his hip. Okay, which is which the is same that thing that, that I tore my shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, it's not it's not good news. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. So let's talk about how he was looking beforehand, and then we can talk a little bit about how bad it can be. Um, from what you told me, like aside, you weren't too thrilled of what he was doing. No, he he was. He was terrible. He was probably the leader of biggest busts in this draft. When you see people t- doing the, the way too early busts of the 2020 NBA draft, he was at the top of the list uh, because because he first he was seventh overall, but he looked so bad on the on the court. Not defensively, he actually looked really good defensively. He actually looked like you understood why they picked him so early because his passing ability is is really really good like he he can see the floor in, in ways that other people can't and that's that was apparent but he was nervous to to dribble the ball up the court yeah they he was stripped probably 12 times that's this not year. what you want from a just point guard. yeah just bringing the ball up the court he was nervous to do anything he when he crossed half court he was looking for the first person to pass the ball to yeah and to me again that's one of those things where Blake Griffin was almost his safety net. He would pass the ball to Blake, go in the corner, and then he wasn't asked to do anything else. And I hate that for rookies. That's basically the way I played basketball. Yeah, I was just and I, yeah, and, I, <laughs> and like from personal experience, honestly, terrible way to play basketball. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. It's terrible. So I, I, I was feeling really bad for the guy. He's 19 years old and thrown right into a starting role. It was too much too soon. Yeah. And and there's actually a really cool YouTube documentary about him uh, that I've been following over the course of the summer and fall and everything. And the biggest thing that I took away from that is you see a lot of these big prospects. They were playing against other top prospects all throughout just to keep their their mental game strong yeah, and, sure. and their their um, their tools sharp, I guess. And the difference with him is that he was playing up against like his cousin and his neighbors. And like he did not, he was not a pro yet, but he had all year by himself to keep himself good. And then you're playing in the NBA against the best competition. Yeah. And starting point guard, like he was. That's th- tough. This was the worst situation for a guy like him to come in. He was, he was, it was over his head. He was not ready for the spotlight. He was not ready for this kind of uh, an opportunity, and it showed. And I, not to say that he would be a bad player, but. With his state of mind and with this injury, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to come back from. Yeah, and I think this year, like whether it was the right time to, to be a starter or not, I like that they threw him to the wolves, and because that that's the way he can learn. That's the way he can fit, find himself. Like I mean, I don't think the NBA is is a confidence league necessarily, where 
your confidence can get shot and then you're basically nothing like baseball. Like you talk about that with baseball a lot is you don't want to bring somebody up too early because if you get, if they get in their own head and start pressing, like you, you can kill one of the best top prospects just mentally basketball. It doesn't feel like that type of sport, at least in, from my opinion. Um, and I would have liked to see the way he responded and to, to the adversity that he was facing and getting sat down um, or just, less minutes, all that stuff, and just developing his game too, though, and, and learning what works and what doesn't in the NBA. And this feels just like a wash. I feel like it's going to be a rookie season all over again, and it's we're going to see the same struggling guy that we saw um, to, to start this year, and, and it's just going to it's just going to delay the process. Not that he was going to come in and change the organization, but he was going to be a piece. And now we don't know if he's a piece. Now we think. He might not be. And this type of injury, from what it sounds like, could be a more of a two-year type thing till you're 100. percent Yeah. I mean, it's also a 19-year-old body compared to, I mean, what are we, 25-year-old? So 23. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. No, but you know what? What it is though is uh, the biggest knock on Killian Hayes was his athleticism, his explosiveness, his quickness, his lateral movement. Those were the biggest knocks on him. So you ask, like, well, as a point guard, what do you have then? Well, he had size and length, and he had uh, a vision for the game, a passing ability that you cannot teach. We saw the passing ability. He's he's really, really good. He has a little floater in the lane that could be really good. He actually has a good three-point shot. But I, I disagree. If you watch this guy play, his confidence was so low. He yeah. was playing a game with such fear. You cannot succeed in that way. You're not. You're not learning. You're not building. You're not growing with that kind of a mindset. All you're doing is getting worse. You're solidifying, like how scared you are on the court, and you're going to play a certain way. And now you add this kind of an injury where, if he was scared about bringing the ball up the court because he didn't feel like he could blow by the people, like, is he ever going to feel that way again? You know, is he ever going to feel like Trust he himself? feel like he's an yeah. athlete enough at an NBA level? Yeah, I don't know. Stuff. You know, those are the, those are the unknown questions, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I I do have two more questions here before we take a quick break. Um, I I basically there were just two questions for both of you guys. Um, I remember you guys are saying that this team will be more fun to watch, um, than they were last year. Here we are, what nine games in or ten something like that. I, I don't remember. They're three and eight, right? No, sorry, they're three and ten. So three thirteen ten. games in, are they as fun as we hoped? Or is it just basically like to watch? Yeah, uh, I, I feel like that. W- <laughs> Have you watched? Yeah, a little bit, not as much. Um, the big thing is that Killing Hayes is not. Yeah, he he looks scared. Yeah, he looks like a little puppy crossing. <laughs> and that's the best way, a, pup, a little puppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you, awesome. but then you lost him. <laughs> so now he's not playing, which I'm yeah. not saying is the end of the world. What I mean, um, but yeah, Blake pulls a lot of fun out of it. Um, I would say so far, no. I don't think they are as fun as I was hoping. Maybe to Ryan's point, they're a lot more fun when he, Blake's not on the floor. Yeah, yeah. They, they really yeah. are, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> All right, so then what What do we want to see happen before the 25th deadline? Do Can we – is there anything of value on this team to, to bring in another lottery pick? Not necessarily lot, – not sorry, lottery, not lottery pick, lottery ticket that you can draft somebody and, and continue this rebuild? Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Derrick Rose is still your biggest weapon right now if you're going to be trading anybody. Uh, Blake Griffin can be that bring in second round talent and maybe multiple second round picks or something. I I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know. I'm not really sure. 
you know, if we if we can, I don't really want to get rid of a lot of our young talent. Uh, you know, uh, is Jeremy Grant a potential trade piece? I hope not. You like no. you like what he's he would, doing? I, he would, no, he's not. I don't think so. No, he would be a huge trade piece. He really would. People, the league would love his contract. Now, first, everybody was killing the the, the Pistons, Pistons for, for yeah. yeah, getting this contract, and now it looks like one of the best contracts. He's yeah. looking like he's going to be an All Star this year, and they're already talking about him, Jeremy Grant, being a potential starter or even or one of the first guys off the bench for an All Star team. And that's that's saying a lot when a guy like Damian Lillard took you know six seven years to become an All Star, so I think high praise coming from that way. I hope the Pistons build around this, and then they get some explosive athletes around him to turn this team around quicker than we expected. Uh, Derrick Rose, I think he's a, he's our biggest trade. He's our biggest asset. trade piece. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully he can stay healthy so we can get something for him at the deadline. Glass knees. The. Go. I think we have everything ready to go here, uh, but it is time to fill our banana boat with Talk our about pie. favorite pie. So National Pie Day is on January 23rd. I think that's Saturday, maybe Sunday. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Could Anyways, be. it is Could sometime be. this week, um, and we—I I mean, we're just going to celebrate National Pie Day by filling our banana boat with our four favorite pies. Sure. All right. I is guess that, so. Does that make sense? Yeah. I you mean, guys you, okay with that? You're going to make me do this. I'll do it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, should we preface that Ryan doesn't eat sugar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have. So well, I've experienced yeah, a lot he, of pie. He knows a lot of pie. Yeah. Uh, anyways. You're right, though. I'm not. I don't for the record, <laughs> the Webster's define. He webs. Uh, webs this is Merriam Webster defines pie as a dessert consisting okay. of a filling as of fruit or custard in a pastry shell or topped with pastry or both. I think the only that reason the we're, we're doing National Pie Day is so he could read that definition to paint me into a corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you were gonna you were gonna push the limits. I guarantee. No it. shepherd's pie. You were gonna <laughs> say <laughs> shepherd's pie. You were gonna say like I would have road pie him. or something. I don't know. Is that, is What'd that you say? Mean? Road pie. What road, does that mean? <laughs> road pie. Isn't that like when? Horses poop on the ground. Don't they call it a road you pie? You call it like a cow pie? Cow pie. Cow pie, yeah. Cow you're pie. right. Yeah, you're right. Roads don't poop. <laughs> they don't. Well, you never know. Well, I've been on a number Have of roads before. Have you ever looked below them? <laughs> under, no, uh, I, I suppose I the have road. not. Have you ever? Yeah. All right, exactly. They yeah. might be we're, we're in Michigan. We see that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. The potholes. Uh, they did not fix the damn roads, that's for sure. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Other than that, she's done a... Terrible job. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Favorite pie. Who wants to go first? You're both about to be censored. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a huge... 3% like, per, of our audience is going to be outraged right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe three. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Is this like what's going on on Facebook right now? Is it this that bad of a camera? Uh, you know what? I don't know. And what I'm did, not that worried about it. I'm not it. worried about it either. What did Carrie say? I can't read it from here. She's she talking said, about pie. Shepherd. Favorite butter pie. Butter? Peanut butter pie. Peanut butter. Oh, oh. Yeah, all right. For, oh, oh, shepherd's, oh, oh. Ooh, and I got, she, she wrote shepherd's pie. What about chocolate pie? Is that a, is that a yeah, pie? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let, let's just, should we start filling our, our banana boats? Shepherd's pie is delicious for the- Shepherd's pie is probably my favorite pie, but it okay. doesn't count in this segment, Kyle. So I got one. Are not, you ready to start? I got us off? one. You're not gonna like. <laughs> are you ready to start? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, Kyle's starting us off. For number four, I'm going 
like old school. Not ranking them. Just my spilling oh. the banana boat. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to rank. No, nope, you're not allowed to rank. Okay. It's the LeBron James thing. He doesn't like to rank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number four, uh, <laughs> Apple. Apple pie. Just coming strong with apple. I love a good you know apple what? pie. Do you what like a great right, pie? So do you like it hot or cold? <laughs> uh, I don't want to be asked that question by you anymore. <laughs> All right, do you like the, That's what she said. Oh, there you go. Do you, do you like it with ice cream? You I would. Yeah. Cream? I guess I'd prefer it warm with ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. You too? I don't yeah. don't make eye contact with me while asking <laughs> yeah. that question. He's like smiling. <laughs> right. Yeah, really weird. Side, weird grin. You want it hot? <laughs> I'm like, no, Sam. You like <laughs> it? <laughs> do, do you like that? <laughs> so with with vanilla ice cream. Yes, that'd be good. Or or like some whipped cream, maybe? Some I do know. like the whipped cream, yeah. yeah. Maybe both. Yeah. I like the cold with the hot kind of coming together. Okay. Next one. That's a really good. That's a really really good underrated pie. Apple pie. Just just it is. simple. It's like the old fashioned American. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three or or my next one. Uh, probably gonna have to change because <laughs> it is something that is not a traditional pie, but I have eaten it for dessert. While other people <laughs> ate dessert. Oh come on! I'm reading it right now. This <laughs> spaghetti you pie. Had to do it. <laughs> spaghetti pie. <laughs> my mom makes the best spaghetti pie. And I don't really eat desserts, so does, does that come with like tomato sauce in it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a fruit. So we're, we're all no, good. that's a fruit. He's uh, right. Technically, we're all good here. Ryan is so clutch. <laughs> I love the way his brain Not works. Not a fan of it. It's a fruit. Not a fan, but you have to accept it. Yeah. Ryan got we got you on a technicality. Yeah, you did. Boom. Okay. You did. All right. Uh, number uh, next one is blueberry. Blueberry pie. I like blueberry. Yeah, a little bit of tartness. Hopefully, my mom also makes a really good one of those. Uh, but and I know we're not supposed to rank, but for me this reigns supreme. Um, key lime pie. Key lime. I knew that was coming. I, 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 like I, we've, I, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Like I felt like you, you suspected that. Yeah, yeah. key yeah. lime for days over here. Yeah. All right. So is that on your list, Ryan? Is key lime? No, no I mean over here, meaning Kyle. Oh here. yeah. All right. <laughs> this side of this table. Do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's Good, no pressure with being next. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to start it off with my um odd choice here too. So. At my work, we call it the Joe Pie. The Joe Pie. Joe Pie. Just Joe Pie. I, I said the Joe Pie because it's like the Facebook, like what you say. You yeah, know? we're always on the <laughs> Yeah, so the Joe Pie, I guess. So Joe, I like Joe Pie is just ice cream. It's, it's somebody who makes ice cream on their own and then throws it into a pie formation with pie oh. crust. And she calls it Joe Pie and throws some whipped cream on top. That sounds awesome. It does. It, it is amazing. And it got me through a lot of long, bad, terrible days and made them just a little bit better. <laughs> so it, it, I, coming clutch. Can absolutely. she make one for us so we can all try it? Yeah. Like, oh, if I asked her, she would love to yeah? Yeah, make a Joe Pie. I'll bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. What, what kind of ice cream do you like? Oh, man. I like all kinds of ice cream. Like, we're, I know we're talking about pies, but let's get to ice cream real, right, real quick. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I like... Probably one of my favorite ice creams is honestly Blue Moon. That, that's not going to go well that's with not gonna Joe go Pie. pie. What's wrong man? with you? you <laughs> well, then why'd you ask? <laughs> what you can't? It's got All a right. crust. She to makes it. a great mint uh, Joe Pie. Perfect. I'd be I I was mint chocolate get to chip mint eventually. Mint chocolate chip type. Yeah, I like mint chocolate chip. Yeah, that'd be delicious. I, mean, I would yeah. never choose it for my ice cream, but yeah, right, yeah, just in a pie, a pie, it'd be delicious. A Joe Pie, yeah. yeah. I want a Joe, Joe Pie. pie. Uh, I'll, I'll just move on here. So the second one, I'll I. I wasn't even going to go apple pie because I completely forgot about apples in this scenario. It's kind of underrated, right? It, it's underrated, and I'm going to use it. Apple pie, yeah. I, 
I you asked warm or cold, and I think you could go either one. Apple yeah. pie you is can. So like good. You can. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I'm I'm not even gonna go with you know the ice cream mix or anything. I just think by itself straight it stands up. alone. Just yeah. straight up. It does. It can. Uh, I next one. I don't even know if I agree with this pick, but I'm just gonna do it because it is a banana boat. So I will go banana cream Ooh. pie. Yeah, it's a solid one. And I do really like banana cream pie, so might as well go with that. Yep. Last one, pumpkin pie. Tried and true. You can always count on it. Uh, it is <laughs> hot or cold. That's always cold. Is it always cold? Or do people? Some people warm it up. Some people warm it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think mostly mostly cold. Put the room, whipped room cream on it. Yeah, th- and this is one that this oh. <laughs> is so. Good. This is one that like it doesn't matter what you know like I'm I am eating or what I'm not eating. I will go for at least a small piece of pumpkin pie. Yeah. Every time. Nice. All right, so it's my turn. Your turn. Have at it. All right, uh, I'm going to start with Snickers pie, which is from Arnie's. If I may, if I got Joe Pie to make a Snickers pie, would you like that? Oh, yeah, 100%. What, what, I love Snickers. I mint, love that. Mint chocolate yeah. chip or Snickers? Which one? Snickers. Snickers. 100% right. Snickers. All right. I'll, I'm all, all over it. Tell her to sign up for bettinghero.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all over it. <laughs> um, uh, my next one, I so I never had pecan pie. Snickers pie? Is that life. an ice cream what kind pie? Of pie? Pecan. What kind? Pecan. 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 Thank you. Ryan uh, gets it. I've never had pecan pie in my life <laughs> until the last couple. No, that's how you actually say it. No, until pecan. the last couple of years, my, my mother-in-law um, and actually my, my brother-in-law, they love pe- pecan pie. And we'll I've never you. had it. And then I, I tried it and it is unbelievable. I, I don't know what's in it. It's like some, I think Pecans. it's caramel. Obviously pecans is, pe- <laughs> stop doing that to me. It eventually gets everybody. <laughs> Pecans. Oh, it's stuck with me already. I'm, <laughs> I've embraced it. Um, it obviously has pecans on the on the top layer, but they're just they're cooked so nice and they're coated with like sugar and all that good stuff. But then yeah. I think that the coating or like the inside yeah. is like a caramel something, caramel custard maybe. Could be. Know. It's probably more pecans than you think. Yeah. Because once it's ground, it actually it works really. It's just like almonds, right? It, you can make yeah. it into a lot of different like a paste, yeah. almost like yeah. a pecan yeah, paste. Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah. Pecan paste. Interesting. Yeah. Very paste. versatile. It's All very right. versatile. Um, so <laughs> I have no idea the, where I'm going to go. If you want the recipes, I can, I can give them to you. All right. Oh, 100%. Mississippi mud pie. Love me some chocolate. Love me some, like, pudding. There's, like, pudding in it. <coughs> it's the best. So good. So Mississippi mud. And now I'm going to I'm gonna maybe break the rules here a little bit. Oh, boy. Don't get mad at yourself. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Well, I'm allowed to do it. <laughs> As long as you guys are okay with it, um, oatmeal <laughs> cream pie, like the like little pre-package, no outside that doesn't no. count. No, no. but Absolutely it has pie in the name. No, Absolutely no pastry not. shell. Yeah, um, but it's called <coughs> shell. Right. You're right. You're right. Because right. I guess pastry. play by the rules, man. Yeah. No, I didn't even think of it that way. I thought I was getting. It's, it is a dessert hand. though. This is out of hand. <laughs> you quit. Can't, cancel the whole thing. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> No, you need one Boom, more pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'm going to go with good old apple pie, like you guys. I'm, I'm going to do it. Seems like a cop out. It seemed more boring when you chose it. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know why. Like, it almost sounds like he doesn't like world. it. Yeah, that isn't fair. No, it's an okay pick. Uh, I'm, I'm all right with it. Yeah, it sounded better when we said it. 
Well, you guys, and also I, I engaged with you guys. So like when you when you said apple pie, I asked, do you like it hot or cold? No, we you disengaged. Just, you guys with your just pick, let yeah. me sit there in silence. No, like right, but you were kind of you were a little bit like, I guess I'll take apple pie. Yeah, mm. yeah. I actually was thinking like, who's going to talk next? You know, right. that's that how I felt. <laughs> I can't get over. He keeps saying peeking wrong. I don't yeah. know what his deal with that is. <laughs> what is the deal with that? All right. Well, what's the deal? Wait, what did Carrie say? <laughs> I don't know. I can't read that. We can't read. Andrea actually commented too. That's all right. Hold on. You want me to jump on? Get yeah. Some... Whoa, dude. We got Whoa. some comments here. We got some. We got some pie comments here. I hope they're all about how people somebody, are saying peeking. Somebody, please read those comments for us. Oh, hold oh, on. You gotta I gotta turn, turn your sound. I gotta turn my turn sound, sound down a little bit. Uh, you should. Oh, I need to read more about that. Yes, money through sugar. Yep. Yep. I don't know how to go through these chocolate chip cookies tonight. Oh, they're talking about their night and like what they're going to be doing. All right. Pecans, sugar, Snickers pie is the best. Carrie Smith says uh, Snickers pie is the best. Moose tracks. Joe pie sounds amazing. It is. Everybody that's ever experienced Joe pie knows that. So I <laughs> will do my best to let all of you experience it too. I just went through the comments. Pecan. That's Peak, no, it's P-E-C-A-N. That's yep. actually how Peak. you spell it. <laughs> this is what I deal with, guys. This is what I deal with. Is it pecan or pecan? Pecan. It's called pecan pie. Never heard of it. Let's get to the next segment here. You want to? What is this here? Well, I want to get to what, what I'm most excited about is signing up for a whole bunch of free money. Right? All right. So can you just tell everybody a little bit about... So we got our picks coming up next, right? Yeah, so bettinghero.com, right? Is that the... Bettinghero.com. What betting? I'm going to do is I want you to explain what we're seeing here. Can you do that for me? I I will Look do my best. Okay, so you can see on the screen right now, we have logged into bettinghero.com, and what you need to do is just sign up as a, you know, pick a username, password, all that kind of stuff. It's very, very simple. The promo code that you need to put in, which is, I think it displays as a referral code, is MIBETS. Stand, oh. Stands for Michigan Bets, right? Yep. M-I Bets. Which That's all. It's very, very simple. Is legal starting noon on Friday. Breaking so news. What that will do is that will break down every single opportunity you have for uh, promo codes, for free money, whatever deal is going on in the state of Michigan that's available to state of Michigan bettors. Uh, that is listed line by line in this app. So it, it just displays it really nice and easy for you. It chooses the best promo code. You can just go click uh, click play now Boom. on whatever uh, betting site you desire to go to. If it's DraftKings, you can sign up for DraftKings and you can get the best uh, deposit bonus up to $1,000 offer that they have yeah. available at the time. So what you do is you, you obviously sign up, use our, our promo code, and then sign up here, put in your money, and start betting. Um, that is the way to do it. And it is awesome. So right here you have four different options just to start. So I don't know what WH is. Does anybody know what that means? It doesn't matter. You get $500 risk-free bet. If you sign up, put some money in your account, that helps us out. That helps out the podcast. It supports us big time, which we really appreciate. Um, you can do it at MGM here, which is that one, which for the people that are watching, you can see um, you got DraftKings right here, which is – Never mind, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but then you also got FanDuel right there. So you have all of these other, you have several different options. You can sign up to, for multiples, all of that stuff. But make sure you go in here, put in MI Bets as the, uh, they call it a referral code. It's actually a promo code. Make got, sure you use yeah. that. 
that that is what really will will mean a lot to us. It supports us, and you know we we obviously would appreciate it. So we are going to make our, our bets now. What, what are it's you going to say? Free Kyle? money, free money, free money. You got free all money. these opportunities. That's the whole. You got point a five hundred dollar risk free bet. You got a two hundred dollar welcome bonus for MGM. You can deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. They'll match, I think, twenty percent or something like that of what you put in, or you can do a risk free one thousand dollar bet with FanDuel. You can do them all, and, and we would love it if you did. And obviously people know about FanDuel. People know about DraftKings. Those yeah. are the obvious ones that are all over social media, all over the radio, TV ads, and everything. What this does for you, though, is it breaks down so you're not going to miss the little the little guys, the casinos. Exactly. The, the local Michigan opportunities that are out there for free money. You can go bet with all of these guys independently and make money. Definitely. Love it. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to make our bettinghero.com picks of the week. Um, what we're going to start with. So I'll start with, do we usually do music with this or no? I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Can, can, give me a little I music. Feel, I feel do like the, yeah, we college do. football. Do, in. do the, no, do the NFL Prime one. Kyle, you struggled Boom. this week. How about this? Let's go. Sam, you crushed it. I want to play them at the same time. No, I made it so you can't. Oh, you did too. <laughs> <laughs> but you can play drops over music. So if you want, if you if there's ever something in there that that he can, That's what she said. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, I like it. okay. Uh, we'll go with the results. Micah, he went six and zero. Micah, he had a perfect week. Unheard of last week, but he's still bringing up the rear. Forty nine and fifty eight <laughs> overall. Kyle two and four, fifty six and fifty one overall. Ryan Classic. coming four on strong. And three. For a 57 or 50 You know what? I should have changed I my bet with for the Vikings and Bills game. I should have changed that one. Vikings did not play the Bills. so uh, You're right. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember team. that. Yeah. But purple you team. Were, I you was, no, I know exactly yeah. why you took the Ravens because we were arguing about quarterbacks. That's the, the only before. reason. I knew it. You're right. That's the only that's reason. I thought he was going to step up. I went 5-2 and two with a 5-something. <laughs> 50. 59 and 48 <laughs> overall record. So 5 and 48. And 5 and 2. You have it right on, five and on two. the page. Um, what, did, what did I do? Oh, yeah. 5 and 48. Anyways, I am leading the pack. Ryan, you are in second with 57. Kyle, you're one game back. And then Mike is bringing up the rear. Um, I'm just going to go they through can come back, though. He, yeah, he really could. <laughs> All right. So Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Minus four. Micah obviously taking Green Bay. I will go next. I'm going to take TB12. I probably shouldn't, but four points is a lot. I'm, I'm just going to take it. So, Ryan, what about you? Uh, I'm taking the Packers. Kyle. Packers. I knew you guys were both in. You guys are just winning. I'm going to keep betting against yes. Tom Brady until I win. All right. So, we're going <laughs> to stick, luck. I know, stick right? on that Tampa Bay and Green Bay <laughs> game, but we're going to pick the over-under. It is over-under. It is set at 51.5. Micah is taking the over. I am going to take the over. Ryan, what about you? Oh man, this is tough. Uh, this, this is getting me this right one's now. Really tough. I'm not really sure. I'm gonna go under. Playoff, under. playoff football is dirtier and less impressive than people remember. Kyle, it's gonna be cold too. Uh, I want the under. Under the points. It's crazy. We're just going out to Sam. So crazy. Right. <laughs> we will jump <laughs> yeah, down yeah. I to need the points. Bills <laughs> at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a three-point favorite. Mike is taking the Chiefs. I <laughs> have not decided. I'm taking the Bills. Oh, the Bills plus three. I think the Chiefs win. I think Mahomes oh. is going to play, but it's going to be a little bit closer. I think the Bills can expose the Chiefs' defense a little bit, and it'll be a high-scoring game. Or I'm not getting into the high-scoring. You got to, yeah, there you go, boy. Um, Ryan, what about you? All over you? it. 
all over you it. You got this. <clears throat> yeah, this is a really interesting pick. Chiefs minus three. That's tough. Chiefs minus three. It's almost like how would you bet against the Chiefs minus three? But the Bills, there's Bills? just something about them right now. Yeah. They just feel like that underdog Cinderella story. The whole year they felt like that. I'm That's stalling. True. I'm stalling because I I haven't decided. <laughs> Your money with that. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs, just to be different from Sam. Give me oh, the Chiefs. Man, this is gonna be a. This is going to be a big. Chiefs team. for me oh as well. <laughs> You're going to own six. I'm, I'm going six so and zero. Oh. Like I, I don't like going before you guys. Anyways, all right, we're gonna stick on that game again. Obviously, we're gonna take the over under 54 and a half points. Mike is taking the under. Under why? I'm taking the over. Why is he taking the under? Right. Uh, under Chiefs Bills. 54 yeah. and a half is a lot of points, but I, I like the over. Compared to 51.5, before field goal. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going over. Over. Alrighty. We will jump down to our home team, the Pistons. They play the Hawks, Rockets, and the 76ers twice before our next episode. I set the over-under at one and a half wins because this is what I do. It's pretty simple. Uh, Micah <laughs> took the under. I'm going to take the under. I don't see them beating any of these teams. Well, they might beat the Rockets. I don't know how they've been doing since they got rid of their guy. But So the key with the, 70, the, under. Key with the 76ers, they've had all their key guys out because of COVID-related issues. So the, all of their rookies have been playing right now. I think they're all going to be back by the time they're playing these games. I'm going under as well. But it's closer than you would think from the naked eye. That's the biggest thing. If they're back, which I think they will be too. So, yeah, under. Under? All right. Our last pick from our bettinghero.com picks of the week, the Red Wings. They play the Blackhawks twice. I set the over-under at five and a half goals in the two games. Micah took the under. I'm taking the over. Five and a half goals. Ryan? Five and a half goals between both teams? No, or sorry, just, just the, the Red Wings scoring two goals. Or, sorry, five and a half goals. Five and a half goals in two games. Under. Kyle. Over. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Wait, you went over, didn't I you? I went over, yeah. Oh. I should have changed Blackhawks are bad, right? They are, but so are the Red Wings. But they did just win. They beat Columbus, who's and a good scored, team. You don't have to score three. They scored three, three, three goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if they do that twice. Money. That's what I'm saying. That's why I took the over. Impossible. Nah, they like cannot it. do it twice. They're going to score five goals in one game. That music stopped at like the perfect That time. was perfect. They're going to score five goals in one of the two games. And it just pounds on getting two in the other. And then they'll, they'll one in the other. shut out in the you other one. Yeah. Was, you and I was still My math was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was my math. Ryan, can you do our little read here? <clears throat> yes, it is time to grade our Michigan beers for episode 90. Before we do that, I want to remind you to stop into Siciliano's Market. They are our partner at State of My Sports. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan. They are located on Lake Michigan Drive between the GVSU campuses uh, th- th- they're in the perfect location. Uh, they're close to you in West Michigan. Go see what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their staff, they're always willing to help you. That's the biggest takeaway that we get from them. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers across our great nation, they also have individually priced beers so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. That's a big key. They also not only have a great selection of craft beer, but they also have specialty wine, 
spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They have everything you need. Sicilianos Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love them as a partner. Sicilianos Market, go check them out. Tell them State of My Sports uh, sent you, and that is who we go visit. To choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode, please check them out. Let them know that we sent you. Well done. Just well done. That's all I got to say. You did a great job. Kyle, you want to start us off? Do you guys all have some of this? What do we have right now? Dragon's milk? That is the dragon's milk. White. You want to start with that one? No, no, I don't. I want to drink it first. All right. Um, Kyle, start us off. Yeah, yeah. We're all kind of doing stuff. I'll just go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Kiwizilla. Really like the name. That's a great name. Uh, collaboration between. You've said nothing about it. I don't even know if you like it or not. Honestly, I've kind of been. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've looked at the can. That is a I, very colorful. The can, childlike can. I was just gonna say the can. Uh, I like cans. is bringing it up because it's like yeah, it's like great artwork. Look at guy Godzilla on there. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I would have a chance with that it's kind got of an artwork. Ice cream cone. Yeah, same here. Yeah, ice yeah. cream cone. Um, lot going on. I don't know what. Yeah. So who who's that from? Uh, Broadleaf and Black Calder. That's the collab. Okay. Sour ale brewed with kiwi and vanilla. Uh, what, what's the collab? Can you say that again? Collab. Collab. Yeah. No. No. Who? Between who? Broadleaf and Black Calder. Where Where are they out of? You know. Both. In both Grand in Grand Rapids, Rapids here. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. They're, so Black Calder's Broad pretty Leaf new. Is actually a brewery of Avant. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Is okay. it really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I so they have a location, I think, on 29th Street, and then they also do a little bit out of Brewery of Avant. 20, well. 29th Street is key. Like, why spend the money on 28th Street when you go <laughs> right. to 29th Street? Oh, dude, 29th and Street was so my close. go-to back yeah. in the day. Like, that's where I got my skate sharpen all the time for yeah. competitive. Yeah. 29th Street's one of the best things that's ever happened to 28th Street. <laughs> right. We should just drive it to the trailer. No, there used to be. I'm sure it's worse now, but like, there's there was never traffic on it. No, like, <laughs> right. like, never, like, yeah. I was like, take 28th Street. You could like, rollerblade on 29th Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See ya. Oh, um, it's good. It's not as sour as I would like. Okay, and that's kind of yeah. just me. Yeah. Um, six point seven. Six seven. All you right. want me to do this one on the fly? No, no. Let's uh, okay. let's we'll, we'll do our individual ones, and then we'll we'll do that after. Get get ready to introduce that one though. Okay. That's I, on you. I'll go next, right. um, so you don't have to call on me. So, conflict of interest is a beer from Griffin Claw Brewing Company. Again, this is um, Birmingham, Michigan, and uh, six six I think. This is a hard grade for me because there's nothing wrong with this beer. There's nothing that I would I would uh, I don't know point at as being why it's not very impressive. But I just don't feel like it's doing anything special. It's not like standing out to me. Okay. That's actually well said. I would say the same thing about this sour. Yeah. yeah. And Ditto. What, what did you, what <laughs> Ditto did you what give? Re- what did you give to that? Give it six, six seven. seven. I'll go six eight. For this, not the most impressive thing. There's nothing wrong with it. Would I drink it? Yeah. I mean, you could drink For this sure. on a yeah. on a regular basis and and really have no complaints. But you would also not find anything good about it either. So, hate to do it, you know. For sure. Yeah. I'm gonna transition just to me here, so I can do the. You uh, should really get somebody to do that for you. <laughs> I know, I really should. Um, I am drinking What's the Mob Father, which transitioning. is transitioning. He's not even talking. He's transitioning. <laughs> right, yeah. I always have to call out that my transition. <laughs> I have to right. say it out loud for it to work. Um, I'm drinking <laughs> right. the Mob Father. It's a double IPA, 8.3% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's from Trail Point Brewing Company, which is in Allendale. Allendale, right? Right over by you. Yeah, real um, close. The cool it's thing about stuff. this is, is basically, that good, yeah. the, again, that for the people that missed the intro, the beer story behind this is the Mob Father pays homage to 
are homebrewing roots with the Muskegon Ottawa Brewers, the mob they call themselves, and Siciliano's Market, which, I mean, we all know we love Siciliano's Market, um, and they're ad- being advocates of the craft beer and homebrewing um, for decades. Um, this The Juicy IPA, New England IPA, is brewed with Citra, Idaho 7, which we're starting to see a lot more of the Idaho 7. I'm wondering yeah. if that's like I a, feel like it's the new Washington. Yeah, Idaho is just like going <laughs> right. to really step it up lately. Like, yeah. Exactly. Washington's like Dunzo. Yeah. Like, and it also uh, has... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're not the, cool anymore? No. The Hydra huge orange and peach flavors um, with a balanced hot presence. I Look, this is... A lot going on there. A very, very good beer. That is a good beer. I, I will say... I really like this beer. Great beer. Yeah, I, the peach I, is is excellent. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna go very high with this. I'm gonna go with an eight eight. Wow, very I nice. I was a big fan of this. I think beer. well well deserved. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm glad that I have your guys' support. Kyle, what, are, what are we all Finally. drinking? You don't have my support. <laughs> uh, we are all drinking Dragon's Milk White. So I think every most people, at least, I mean, especially if you're from this area or Michigan, you've heard of Dragon's Milk. This is obviously a little bit different. Uh, barrel. Aged white stout, and I don't know how you make a white stout, but they did it. Uh, they did it. They found a way. Um, this is from New Holland Brewing, which is kind of all over. Um, doesn't say a whole lot else. Is it like a white? Yeah. How do they do that? I don't know either because well, I think of a really stout. Light, though it's just it's it's pretty light <laughs> though. I mean, yeah, look at light, it. Yeah. It's light. Right. Uh, I'm not a stout guy, uh, but this is. Very smooth, and you get a nice chunk of the bourbon in there. You um, really do, yeah. Uh, buh, 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 wait, uh, 7.1. Really? I, I'm actually really surprised you went so low. I think, especially being a stout, like, it's so easy to drink. It is very easy to drink. And the yeah. flavor that you get with the white, I don't know how they make it, it, it white, but it is it's white. Almost yeah. cr- it's, it fits it is like creamy. a lot of people like that don't like the stouts. Yeah, it does. Like it doesn't have this I could drink. Don't like the, doesn't yeah. like the stouts. They don't. <laughs> or did well, I say that's it right? the right way. <laughs> <laughs> did I actually say it right? I think you did because I, I just, just, I just like, clarified he was, it. He was right the first time and then corrected himself. <laughs> Unbelievable. That does not happen. He made often. himself wrong. My wife. My wife would say I'm not right often, so I. Yeah. Yeah, she I might be right. She sounds brilliant. <laughs> she sounds like an amazing person. Yeah, she is. <laughs> right. All right, Ryan. All right, <laughs> sorry. I'm, yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna go high because I think this is not even in my wheelhouse, and and it's really 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 good. And I'm gonna go eight three. Eight three. Wow. This I, is a really good beer. I I do like it. It's easier to drink than most stouts. Um, I'll give it that for sure. Uh, just for clarity, yeah, a normal stout to me would probably be like a four. Yeah. Or five. I'll remember that next time. I'm picking out beer for you. I'm gonna get a mistake. No, you got yeah. You got to mix it up, though, right? You <laughs> no, got to see what's sure. out there. Yeah, you, no, do. I, you do. You yeah. do. I, I, I think I'm kind of right in the middle of both of you. I, I think it's really good for the stout that, but it just doesn't fit my palate necessarily. Um, I'm gonna go with a s- seven eight. Right down the middle. The th- thing I like about Ooh, it too uh, is that it's it. You can taste everything in the description. You certainly can. As yeah. it, yeah. the way it describes it on the can, their purpose, the, what they were trying to get out of this beer, they nailed it. They, they yeah. did exactly what they were trying to you do. You know, they, they took Dragon's Milk, which is obviously one of their their best sellers. It's kind of put them on a the map in a lot of ways, and and they made it. They they adjusted it to fit people that might not necessarily like how dark 
Dragon's Milk is. Agreed. And it worked. Like, I, I feel like that's something that um, All Day was trying to do with, they had the light, or sorry, uh, Two-Hearted, with the light-hearted, double-hearted, or all, all that stuff. It's like, it didn't work that well. This worked, and they, they've actually won some awards. I wish I, I wish I had to list in front of me what awards they won. Um, but anyways, like I I think they did a really good job with it. I would drink that over the regular Dragon's Milk, personally, unless I was just trying to get hammered. Yeah, I mean, there's a purpose for <laughs> What was for the percentage anything? on that? I think it's a 6.0, isn't it? Was it 6? Kyle's looking into it. I think it's a 6.0, though. It's it's cut down compared, well, like about half, right? I think normal 6%. Dragon's Milk. Yeah, I think it's normal Dragon's Milk is like 12 you know my one thing would be yeah. put bigger letters on the can so I can actually read them. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, like an old man. He's yeah. like right, yeah. far, close, far, 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 like far, trying to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Stigmatism. Like, <laughs> like yeah. our cameras the whole time, like trying to focus. Like what the camera is not doing its job. <laughs> right. uh, but anyways, uh, I thank you guys for being here tonight. I know the weather's getting bad, so I hope Kyle necessarily you drive safe. Ryan, yeah, I, I got to walk all the yeah, way home. I didn't, yeah. I didn't ice my or salt my driveway so I, I haven't in years just yeah. be very very careful <laughs> when you when you walk but anyway thank you guys for being here really appreciate it. thank you recording uh sorry micah that we weren't able to make that go uh um, was a bummer yeah. yeah and thank you guys for watching thank you all for listening thanks for the comments please share us please check out bettinghero.com that would mean so much to us that's the, honestly the only way you can support us is is, is obviously we, we're going to get a cut for it so please go to bettinghero.com use the promo code mi mi bets and and that that will really help us out a lot. So yeah. uh, please keep doing that. And, Do it. And we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. It helps if you not sooner, not sooner. Kyle's birthday next week. Yeah, that's be right. Celebrating with us. <laughs> Why you guys use all I keep waiting for you. I'm like looking at you. Like let's you're go. supposed to start a while ago, so it kind of fades. <laughs> in. Well, your voice got so high. We didn't. <laughs> we weren't sure if you were going to stop. Why don't you just look at me and be like, "Hey, start the thing." <laughs> I pointed at you when you were watching. There we go. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Great sponsors, the House Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our out six feet down. <laughs> <laughs>